0: Hey, this is Bob in the Don't Die Podcast, brought to you by Ohana Fest down in Dana Point. And brought to you by Live Nation, bringing you concerts all over the world. It all begins with getting off drugs, people. Let's go out and live life. Get sober, get the right treatment for you, and stop dying. Stop dying, Chuck. That's what we do around here Every weird night of we don't we're not on a consistent night (laughs) i wanted to say every monday night but that's not necessarily true but we want to stop dying any night of the week
1: well except
0: thursdays mondays tuesdays wednesdays whenever well the reason monday it is monday and i love the song i don't like mondays about the little girl who shot her classmates in san diego many many moons ago. Um, I do like Mondays cause I don't work on Mondays. I work from home on Mondays. Nice. Oh. Tomorrow I have the drive of hell. I get done at four o'clock. Your life goes by so fast. I really think like some, sometimes I think my life has been really like, You know, I've really accomplished a lot, and then other times I like for fucking fifty years, all you did was make like seven albums and like talk on the podcast. That's not really a whole. (laughs) That's not really a whole. (laughs) Well, the seven
2: (laughs) records, no big deal. But the podcast, that's like
0: that's that's life changing. That's that's like yeah, yeah.
1: Not everybody. Just to keep it going for one year. We've kept it going for five. Holy crap. It's crazy. I thought we were going to do 100 and put a plug in it.
0: Uh, No. Well, I think I'm inspired. Uh, I'm not really. I got to say, I do the podcast for like Patrick and the guys in Milwaukee. like The people that really took our idea and ran with it, I feel like obligated that we have to still act like we're doing it. (laughs)
2: like sponsoring somebody
0: i'm going to a meeting tonight because
2: (laughs) i'm telling them to
0: (laughs) yes it's exactly like that you know all i know is um when i went to milwaukee i met with the governor of wisconsin i met the mayor of milwaukee i like spoke <laughs> i spoke at the university like it's just like don't die and, was everywhere and people clapped and listened <laughs> and, and i like, fucking... was like what and then back in la is this chugging mike and bob on monday night and talking <laughs> <Yep>. about nothing <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's my my new i've got a different clinical director at work now and and she goes oh you're on a podcast and I said yeah she goes what is it and I said oh my god how do you <laughs> no, don't don't how do you explain it. <laughs> that how do you explain it I mean really it's whatever's kind of going on kind of gets talked about if you're busy you probably don't have time for it but I know that <laughs> I know that my you know I'm not making fun of the people either because my my wife's no slouch and she enjoys it so it's like, uh, why? I don't know. Maybe it's because it's not her dumb voice on it. If it, you well, know, I can't, I can't f- listen. I,
0: I don't know who our number one fan is, but Wiley is close. And Wiley has 32 years this week. We want to say congratulations, congratulations to Wiley. Wow. Is that amazing? Wow, or that what? is cool. Yes. And, and here's the blessing of all blessings. Guess how I found out about that? Because I'm not keeping track of Wiley's sobriety date. You know what I right. mean? My oh. son told me, hey, Wiley's getting a 32-year cake. Are you going to come and help give it to him? My son is an active and involved member of Alcoholics Anonymous. I'm very proud of him. Oh, that's like, cool.
2: And so... So, Wait, so we yeah. don't confuse people. That's not
0: Elvis. No, it's not Elvis <laughs> yet. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> but, oh, my God. But that's, a, that's, that's, a, that's my son, Elijah. And what's interesting is... Then they said, he said, well, are you going to come and give him a cake? And I was like, ah, not really. No, not, I don't know about that. I'd drive into L.A. on a nighttime. You know, there's a lot of a lot of violence in Los Angeles. I don't know that I could come there in the dark. time. <laughs> but <laughs> Especially
1: with your road rage, you know, you might get, you know, in some kind of altercation. Yeah.
0: See, so, yeah, road rage is all right during the day. You don't hear a lot of road rage shootings during the day, but nighttime. It gets a little wild, right? Yeah, it does. So, so you're saying we should start more daytime road rage? No, but this is the, yes, for sure. Well, it's <laughs> safe. I'm just saying, <laughs> safe bet. Like you can be a little rude in the daytime. That's all I'm saying. But uh, but then so then this whole thing goes on, and this is weird. I'm driving, Elijah is texting his little brother Elvis. Elvis is in the driver passenger seat, and I'm telling him what to text Elijah, and then um I realized it's like Wiley's Friday date. And then um, it's also Xander's. Oh man. And then, hey. then when I realized it's Xander's, I was like, dumb shit. It's your fucking anniversary. <laughs> 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 and, and actually, Wednesday on the 16th, I'll have 26 years, but I didn't realize it till I Tried to avoid going to a meeting to give Wiley a cake, and I and I and then and then and then somebody added Elijah added that it's also Xander's birthday this week, and I know that me and Xander's birthday are in the same week, and then I went, oh my god, it's my birthday, and I said, text him. I told Elvis, text him. It's Daddy's birthday, you know, anniversary birthday, sobriety birthday too, and so. Elvis, I remember he asked, How do you spell sobriety? And I said, You're going to know how to spell this. So get ready. S <laughs> O B R I E T Y. And he goes, What is that? And I said, Don't take drugs. And he went, Right. <laughs> so then we text him back that, But well, wait, this is the best part of the Forrest family. So he texts back after talking about Wiley's birthday and Xander's birthday. He texts back to Elijah. It's daddy's sobriety birthday. He just realized on Wednesday no text back <laughs> yeah. because, uh-huh. because i had already said i wasn't going to come into town to give wiley a cake but now i now i might have to
2: <laughs>
0: so that i can in good stead take my own grandiosity cake yes. right and have no, anybody take, show up you take that for so, the new guy and i remember giving mike shit because mike when he got sober the first like really like the first five years, he only went to one meeting a week and they didn't do cakes there. Yeah. Right. And, but then he started coming around, Chuck started coming around to mm. take those cakes. Uh, what the fuck are you doing here? You don't come to this meeting. Oh, I'm getting a cake. You're getting a cake. You go, you don't come to this meeting, but you're coming here to take a cake. That used to drive me nuts, Chuck.
2: <laughs> we get that down at the beach meeting. People to come once a year. And it's only for their birthdays, but it's like we don't we don't do we don't do cakes, and it's like the only place I'm comfortable taking a uh, a chip because it's everybody I know, and it is there is no chest beating, and it's not like it's not uncomfortable because it's outside and it's at the beach anyhow.
1: Hey, I got a question: Is that meeting go on when it's bad weather and stuff? When it's cold oh, yeah. and wintry? Oh yeah, really? They go out there with the chairs when it's fuck when it's winter.
2: Yeah, we we don't oh, we don't amazing. we don't skip weeks. Um, there's a there's a not the windward side of the restrooms, but the other side closer to Jack in the Box. We'll huddle huddle under there if it's raining, and it's usually just a few people, and we're not there long. It's, but it's right just- out
0: Warner and Bolsa Chica? Warner and PCH, yeah, yeah, straight out on the beach, straight from Jack. Mm -hmm. Man, I used to, when I get fucking fucked up, I used to go to that Jack in the Box and get four tacos with extra hot sauce to try to sober up before I went home in front of my mom. (laughs) uh, That's tacos to sober you (laughs) up. That's where I grew up, Sunset Beach. I remember when that
1: Jack in the Box was being built. You know what's cool is
2: that it's still a Jack in the Box. Yeah. Of, of all things, um, you know, that yeah. have changed, everything's changed hands a thousand times down there. Nothing's even the same as it was five years ago.
1: And what's weird is it's got the tiniest little drive through I mean, it's probably like three cars long. Oh, <laughs> It's
2: ridiculous.
0: It stops traffic <laughs> in the summer. I realized, like, that was my stomping grounds when I was 17, 18. So, so but I didn't know you. I didn't know Mike. And, but I used to get that jack and box all the time. In Bolsa Chico wetlands before it became so, you know, foo foo-y and all that, it was just it was just desolate. Nobody went there. And I used to ride my Baja bug around in there because you could berm up these dirt dirt clod hills and kinda it was really fun. I drove my Baja bug all around The protected waste waterways. Here comes the letters. (laughs) (laughs) All those endangered
2: birds and then one of the
0: first times I ever experienced irresponsibility is when I lost my two bedroom apartment that my mom and I lived in, and and she moved out, and then my friends moved in, and we split the rent. Um, And I ended up not having a place to stay for a while. I went to a hardware store. I think this is before they had Home Depot. But they had other kinds of names of ones. And I bought a whole three-quarter inch whole piece of wood, you know, whatever that is, like five by four by eight or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I and I bought some two by fours and I had them cut into like two foot sections. And I went and I built a tree house up in w- those trees, like inland from the Bolsa Chica wetlands. <laughs> and I I made a little plat a little platform area for myself. <laughs> And I got some blankets and I slept up there when I was like 18 until I, you know, I was in between, uh, relationships.
2: Right. A musician
0: without a girlfriend is homeless. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I wasn't homeless. I had a little lofty. I had a loft. I I I had a loft loft with a beach field. (laughs) (laughs) I only stayed there for like a month, but it was a cool little spot. Then we'd go there and. Um, smoke weed and drink and whatever uh, but i built that and i wonder if it's still there it's like 40 years ago 45 years ago well I like I, I found a because- good tree you know the trees are they still there there's like a bluff area yeah there are trees. there
2: are some big trees up by the the Brightwater
1: area where they put in all those houses up there oh they build houses there now i thought it was a protected <laughs> land no, no he's he- talking about the wetlands chuck
2: I know the wetlands uh, go all the way back up to where Warner comes up the hill, and then there's Brightwater housing up there, and there's big yeah, there's some big trees still. But if yeah. you didn't waterproof
0: the wood, it would have rotted. Oh yeah. Okay. Well. Anyways, and then I drove my baja bug on Bolsa Chica Beach, on the beach into the water, and I got stuck, and then the police came, and I got in all kinds of trouble. I remember that, and I got arrested for siphoning gas. If you're going north on PCH from the Jack in the Box, on the right-hand side, there's like a big restaurant, like spend many different things, like a spaghetti restaurant and a steak restaurant. It's like, uh, I don't know if it's still there, but it had a big parking lot and it was really packed. And I would go in there with a little gas can and just suck gas out of different cars. And I got (laughs) caught and arrested
2: for siphoning gas.
0: I want to do that now. I know, $7 a gallon.
2: I can can barely afford to drive, man. This is ludicrous. So
0: so I got to tell you, getting back to uh, the theme of our podcast, it did start off the The first couple of years. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the first couple of years, it was was like a recovery (sighs) podcast. It was pretty much stuck to the basics. And there was so much death. And we were just coming to grips with how much death was happening in the recovery world. And, uh, (laughs) but... And so I don't think Chrissy had ever listened to it, but she probably knew it was pretty serious. And then a couple of months ago, she listens to it and she goes, you know, for like 30 minutes and she's like, it's not really a recovery podcast anymore, is it? And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's more about like
1: poop and, <laughs> and rock you know, concerts. And,
2: and that's, that's the thing too. By, so I showed my, uh, I showed Kim where, where the podcast was because she couldn't find it. And she goes, Oh, they talk about Chuck's nuts. Oh, oh,
1: update on Chuck's nuts.
0: She goes, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You put like, that in the description. Oh Mike. I, did, I didn't even I know did. this. I <laughs> did. Well, you
1: know, let's not, let's get
0: to the point. <laughs> We're talking so, about Chuck's nuts. <laughs> so um, I really did want to talk some recovery stuff this, because uh, I had, I did a kind of intervention that didn't go so well. So there's a lot of cynicism. In the regular population about rehab at this point, Chuck, there really yeah, is. No, I yep. face it, I hadn't been dealing with families or whatever, like on this kind of level, as I did last Thursday, Friday, Saturday, in a long, long time, maybe years and years. And there's so much distrust of the recovery industry, both by that the addicts I was trying reason, to. Help, though, right? and, yeah, but it, you just but what I realize is all the really bad people are saying the thing, same things the really good people are and the medium good people are. Oh, well, that's not me, right? So mm-hmm. how is the public right. to know that's not me? That's not this rehab. That's, oh, we're different. You think that the bad rehabs are going, oh, yeah, we're the ones we're the ones that are fucked up and patient broker and have no staff qualifications. We're the ones that you mean, just. I uh,
1: mean, nobody's raising their hands. Oh, that nobody's a- raising
0: their hands. in on rehab. It is this so I realized, easy, though. So this it, this woman tells me, like, that's what they you all say, and that mm-hmm. was. I had to stop in my tracks because it didn't dawn on me. Like, I know the good actors and I know the bad actors, but but in this kind of wave of mistrust of the recovery industry, all the bad people say that it's not me, it's not us either, right? So the public is even more fucking pissed off and disillusioned by what is the quote-unquote recovery world, right? Mm -hmm. There is mistrust across the board from family and friends to the addict herself to, to the people involved. Everyone hated the recovery industry, and I hadn't really realized it until I faced it, like the the real anger and mistrust and the stories of just being taken advantage of. And it's just awful, right? So I decided um, maybe there needs to be a voice that says who the good people are and who the bad people are.
2: Well, if you don't have a podcast called Don't Die, you're dodgy <laughs> <it> at best. <laughs> At best.
0: No, but, you know, I really thought, like, there's nowhere to turn to know what's a good rehab and what's a bad rehab. I mean, you know. True. And you can't go by the ratings because all you need is a couple
2: people that that come to the rehab, they get get loaded, they get thrown out, and then they write horrible reviews saying... This and that and the oh other. yeah,
0: for sure, for sure. The 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 whatever it's called that stupid thing that rates Yelp. everything. Yelp. Yelp. Yelp, Yelp is designed to describe the good rehabs as bad because mm-hmm. addicts are lying sacks of shit, and they'll fucking <laughs> and they'll <laughs> fucking <laughs> eviscerate a good rehab who kicked them out for using. Right, right. And then and so and people are getting their health care going on Yelp. I mean, what <laughs> is this madness?
2: Mm, you, it's you madness. Know, I, I talked to a guy today who I hadn't seen for like a year, and he tells me the last nine months he's been building a thing, but it's not they're not calling it rehab. It's they're just calling it mental health. And that seems to be the way to get away from it. If it's a mental health place, they can treat You know, drug addiction and alcoholism, but they they bring them in under the primary diagnosis of being something mental health, which most people that are drinking and using can be diagnosed with something because it's it's drug or alcohol induced. And
0: they're doing that consciously to be not um, labeled a a rehab center
2: because the billing's easier because not
0: that not the behind the store stuff. Is it just because the bad reputation of rehab centers? I believe so. It's, he was. It's got to be. It's got to be. It was. It was just like I was
2: just go. Well, I can't imagine you doing that. And he goes, "Oh well, yeah. Well, you know what? You lose a lot of that because." Uh, not only that, but the addicts that want to shop and go from place to place to
0: place don't want to do that in mental health. Yeah, they can't. They can't really do that anymore. Insurance doesn't allow that as much anymore. We
2: can barely get them
0: time as it is. Right, right. So, so here's this here's this industry that kind of rotted itself from the inside out, and you and I still believe in it. I I really believe in it still, and I believe in so many people that are that are doing good works. I said, I said to these people, like even a bad sleazy rehab, that's got bad front end and, and sleazy motherfuckers, you know, taking your credit card, not providing care. The people who work there are probably good people. You know what I mean?
1: There has to be one person that has their reputation at stake. Like Wavelengths has got Warren because Warren is amazing. You could do research on Warren. You could do research at Oro and Bob Forrest. He's a reputable dude. He stands up for his shit. You know, there's got to be one person that stands in there. Yeah, but I don't think that's what they do. They go and they look at the Yelp reviews. They need to look for that person and do the research. You know
2: how in certain 12-step circles... Does that make sense, though? No, what you're saying makes sense, but, but in certain 12-step circles, it's as vicious as uh, high school. Yeah. You know, in, in the recovery business, if, say, say, Bob decides, he goes, you know what, I've got this track record of being clean for this long, I've done this, I've done that, I've done that. The second he puts his face out there there people are going to tear him up about all sorts of things that may or may not be true. And who wants to be publicly eviscerated? They do like that, that anyways
1: with Bob. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've got, I kind of gotten used, I've gotten used to it, but, but when you meet Bob and he says, look,
1: you know, you're not guaranteed, you know, he tells a client, you're not guaranteed to stay sober. You're nothing. This all depends on you. And, you know, I don't know. It just makes sense that there's one person that is sort of, you know.
0: No, I've been, I've been, you know, addicts will exaggerate. But I like addicts because they'll get in your face and argue and say mean shit. And everyone else is so phony. right? Oh, and they'll try and outsmart
1: you. And they'll try and, you know, go around. They'll cut corners. They'll fucking do this and that. So I
0: was trying to help this girl like five years ago. And she said... Yeah, I don't. I, I don't need any fucking help from some celebrity chasing scumbag like you.
1: Right.
0: And I was like, okay, I get it. But um, you know, I'm friends with your mom. I'm friends with the, friends of yours that have gotten sober. Like, I'm not saying I'm not that because I don't really want to argue with you. But I really want to help you. That's the that's the bet I made. So that's the reputation I'm gonna have. It, it's what I'm not gonna deny it. I was on a TV show called Celebrity Rehab. Now, what other people on the TV show do, I'm not going to name names, but there was a major, major star of the show, keeps saying that that's not them and him and wouldn't take responsibility for it. I'm saying like we did a TV show called Celebrity Rehab. So a lot of addicts are going to say, fuck them. All they care about is celebrities, right? I, I get it. There's no arguing with people. You can't argue with them. But I just wish there was something provided to parents and family members and friends that, that really told the truth about rehab. The stories I heard last week, they're just awful. Of like $100,000 deposits and just like awful, wow. awful fucking shit. And I, and I believe it. It's true. And, and, and it's just crazy. And I've experienced it. Ultimately, the, 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 the customer decides what is what right. they like, what they want, what's fair. Um, it gets complicated when somebody, when a third party payer is paying for what, the, for the customer, that's weird. That's where it gets into the accommodating to save that, you know, at a PPO insurance. So they let that person have their dog, but they don't let a, A regular, (laughs) you know, person have their dog like the dog thing. I mean, what I've watched in the recovery industry over the last 10, 15 years since since Obamacare and since the Parity Act was honored last 15 years is like it's all about dogs who gets to have their dog and who gets to go to the dentist and all this shit that was just never allowed. It was just never allowed
2: dogs and couples. And
0: dogs, couples uh, and dentists, like the dentist thing, like everybody wants to go to the dentist. I'm like, you're OK, t-
2: but let's let's do your time first and then you go to the dentist. No, let's, now. Uh, but
0: in this era, that's like that's like you're like, a, you know, a torturous person. You're not letting them go to the dentist. Right.
2: right. Well, but a lot of them don't have the insurance and then they don't. You know what? I I get it. There's so many. That's why I could never do what like you and Warren do, because you need to make decisions that are client based, but also fit the financial need, because it costs a lot of money to keep houses, to keep employees, to run the business, to keep the doctors, the therapists, everybody. People don't get it when they go, oh, they charge $50,000 for a month. And it's just like, you know what? And, And those four over there are. Uh, our negative cash flow because they're IOP and they're, we're getting paid less than it costs to keep them. Right. And, and so it's just like, they, they don't, they don't see the big picture. All they see is this, they see this uh, one little thing. The sticker, and
0: they see this sticker price, but so, everything is, everything is expensive except for because rehab appears to be this helping this, this altruistic AA kind of based helping. Right. That's what rehab generally was, and it was, and it was kind of a professionalized version of that, and it was very affordable. I would say rehab, even when I went to Hazelden, it was pretty affordable. First time I went was like eighty-eight or eighty-nine. It was like, it was like fourteen thousand dollars. That's that's not a, a lot. Like nowadays, that would be like twice as much, so thirty thousand dollars. That's not what rehab's are charging you know, so some, some in Malibu are charging a hundred thousand dollars a month. That's crazy. right?
1: That's, that's to live on the beach. That's to have all the professionals at your side, at your beckoning call. It's yeah, yeah. a lot of things, man, you know, and I, I don't think people really understand that that's what goes into that. That's why the cost is like that is because you're, you know, if you rented a house on the beach for two months, you know, or month, <laughs> it'd be $10,000.
0: I probably told this story where I became conscious of money. I really didn't know anything about money. I worked at a nonprofit. Then I worked at PRC, which is like bottom of the barrel, Saska contracts and people coming out of prison. Mm-hmm. And then I worked for Dr. Drew. And so I really never knew there was all this money side of rehab. I, when I had gone to rehab, it was either I paid cash when I could go to fancy places. And then I had insurance when I went to less fancy places. And then I went to cry help in American hospital when I didn't have any money. It all seemed pretty fair to me when I've got money and I don't want to go to cry help. I can go to Betty Ford center when I don't have money and I, but I still don't want to go to cry help. I can go to what's this thing called CPC Westwood. It was called where I went like eight times, right. That took my insurance. And then if I, and if I, really had nothing and i was like the last three years of my using i ended up at cry help american hospital impact um salvation army in oklahoma
2: what's the name of the place in tarzana
0: tarzana i was there too tarzana treatment center so, yeah i, so had, I was at tarzana
2: i had a client come through wavelengths a couple times and then he ended up uh, the only, he, he burned his bridges and the only place he could end up was in Tarzana. He spent like 60 days there and
0: it, it's where he got well. Yeah. Typical story too, right? Right, right. So, but follow my logic. So, so I get, I, I'm now working a lot since I have nothing to do with the front end. I have nothing to do with the pricing or how people pay. I just get a list on my desk every morning and go see my clients. Right. So, I formed this friendship with this, this heir to this huge fortune in America and like an Eastern company guy. And he, he took a real, you know, he was there for like three months or two months. And I liked him. He liked music a lot. We'd come off saying, so one day he goes, they want me to stay another month. And I said, yeah. And he goes, what do you think? And I said, it's not my place to say what I think, bill. It's not my place. And he goes, but I only care what you think. And I said, yeah, but you're putting me like, I'm going to get in trouble with the doctors. I'm going to get in trouble with the hospital. And he goes, do you think I need to be here another month or I'll use? And I was like, no, I don't think that. And he said, so you think I could live at, and it was this fancy hotel. I think it's still there. That one in Pasadena, that's like the fancy one, the old one it's kind of hidden like the four seasons type hotel he said i could stay there and come for php and come from eight you know nine in the morning until four in the afternoon and if i do that it's fifteen thousand dollars cheaper i could live at the four seasons come here and get the treatment not stay in one of these beds in one of these rooms but stay in a nice hotel and it's I saved $15,000. That was the first time I ever understood money and rehab. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I I was just like, that seems smart to me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, 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 well. So Mm -hmm. then I was liked enough or whatever. All the doctors slipped out. Bob told him he can discharge and stay in a hotel. What the Drew's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm like, he's been here for two months. It's just like, Seems to me because he has money and the ability to pay, that's why he should stay here. <laughs> and Drew said, and Drew said, everybody should stay here 90 days. And I was like, and so people that have the means to do it should do it. And I said, I don't know if I believe that. I, don't, I you know, he's like a 46-year-old guy. He's he's cool guy. He's not like a kid he's not like a fucking musician he's not like a lost puppy he's a mature like adult and I think he can do it and what happened Chuck third night at the hotel he gets all fucked up He's drunk. He's drunk in the bushes of the fucking hotel. Falling down (laughs) sleeping in the bushes of the fucking fancy hotel. And it's your fault. And it's my (laughs) fault.
2: Yeah. I was like, you were you were on fire, you were a new counselor, you 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 knew some shit. It's we're not good at this until we until we stop realizing we don't know that
0: much. I was like, what? Why did I do that? It's just like so then that became well well what does bob think of the discharge you know it became a joke (laughs) anytime anytime they were stepping somebody down everybody at the treatment team meeting was bob are you signing off on this you're the expert about discharges you're the expert about stepping people down (laughs)
2: like but you were saying he's a grown-ass man too when i get people who go you know what i uh this RTC thing is great, but I need to move off property and I need to to program half a day so that I can work and so that I can do this. And I go, you know, probably not in your best interest, just from what I've seen and my experience. But you're a grown person. I can tell you that I'm not recommending it. But if that's the decision you made, that guy made the decision. Yeah, I see. I he did was just the mistake
0: me. of signing off on the decision.
2: Yeah, you co-signed his
0: Co-signed his bullshit. Is bullshit. That is the bumper sticker.
1: So, I'm going to start a rehab that says <laughs> you can only stay for 30 days. That's it. <laughs> I bet
0: you, okay, if you, you don't, have a line around the block.
1: It, yeah. If you don't get it by then, you're out. You're, you're well, gonna, you know, and perfect example. We, yeah.
0: My, Mike Mart goes to one meeting a week,
2: no rehab, sober.
0: kicks heroin and crack, no rehab, and gets sober. Right. And well, especially- I had a
1: spot, but I had a sponsor that also said, look, don't come crying to me about your fucking personal life. If you want to stay sober, just listen to what I say. Call me every day, come out and visit as much as you can, but you need to talk to me every day. I get it. I get it. He was
0: just, he was just saying what, he didn't want to be involved unless you were serious. I get it. So let's go back. Let's go back to the staff harassing me and make a joke out of me for like three weeks straight, Chuck. That doesn't happen. Uh, I bet it was longer than that. Yeah, that doesn't (laughs) happen anymore. You can't hurt people's feelings, Chuck. The Dalai Lama, I went and saw the the Dalai Lama at the Wiltern Theater, of all things. Like, you'd think he'd draw a bigger crowd, but Wiltern Theater. And uh, this is like, you know, since I've been sober, so it had to have been the last 26 years, and a woman dressed in a Sikh outfit, all white, white turban, white, you know, white thing. So I knew she was a Sikh. And I said, she got to ask questions. And this woman asked, her, asked him, um, Master, what is wrong with the world? Like a pretty complex question, right? And he sat there like the Dalai Lama. You can find it on YouTube probably. He just sits there and he's got that twinkle in his eye and he's got his hands together. And he just says... And he's looking contemplative, like, how do I explain it to this woman? And uh, he says, <laughs> no, he That's true. Like, uh, you know, like, <laughs> he, he, well, he's probably, he probably, uh, I mean, he probably has you be a, any more a, a real, broad a, of a question. A real, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, more, you know, so <laughs>
2: you couldn't get more broad of a
0: question. <laughs> what is wrong with the world? <laughs>
2: What is wrong with the universe is the only thing you could do bigger.
0: So so he's looking, not confused, but looking like he's trying to find the words to explain, to answer such a childlike question. And he said, lack of insight. That's pretty profound. What is wrong with the world? So if you look at what's wrong with the recovery industry, lack of insight, if you say what's wrong with, our politics in America, lack of insight. It, what's wrong with, you know, Russia-Ukraine uh, 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 conflict? Lack of insight, right? So what is the, what is the real slang term for lack of insla- insight? You know the slang term for lack of insight? Stupid! Stupid! <laughs> <laughs> is it? Or is it just the inability
2: to see things as they actually are? <laughs>
0: Okay, my, stupid same my shit. Google Can't what, see it. Google definition of lack of insight. See what comes up. I bet you I bet you not so smart is on there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Unthinking, um,
1: uneducated. Uh, uh uh, so it'll be something nice. And then there's a it's a symptom, it's a symptom of severe mental illness <laughs> experience. <laughs> By some that impairs a person's ability to understand and perceive his or her illness.
2: <laughs> oh, so it it's it, it actually is about me. It's my lack of insight, is what's wrong with the world.
1: It's actually a, a disorder, which is called Ansegelsia.
0: Ansegelsia. That's what's wrong with us, Chuck. We have Ansegelsia. Oh, I'm suffering from Ansegelsia, Chuck.
2: <laughs> I got, yeah, I can feel it. Does it make your feet numb? <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. No, but I have
1: You were My, supposed to ask that about your your nuts. You know what? Here's another one. There are six levels of insight that have been described, or lack of insight. Is complete denial of illness. <laughs>
0: okay, that's America. Slight
1: awareness of being sick and needing help, but denying the at the same that's time. That's England.
0: That's England. Okay. Con- contemplative. We're getting world. We're getting the world here, Chuck. So America is the complete denial. England is the lack uh, the second one. What's the third one? Aware of being sick but blaming
1: it on others. That's France <laughs> France <laughs> Okay go 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 keep going. Awareness that illness is caused by something unknown. <laughs> I don't know where it came from
0: I'd <laughs> be, be China. I would think China is that.
1: okay go 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 no, that's that's Russia man Oh that's, that's Russia. Like Russia you're right.
0: Yeah. okay that's Russia. Paranoia, Russia. Okay, go. What's the next one?
1: There is only four. four. They said there's six,
0: but there's only four. Wait.
1: <laughs> well, th- th- that's pretty stupid. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so then it, then it goes on to some other so, stuff. So, 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 anyways, well, I was, I was thinking, I was waiting for it to be Scandinavia. It would be like the complete insight. But, um, so, <laughs> so, and so, anyways, the Dalai Lama says lack of insight. Everyone in the room is just like, oh, my God, he's so profound. Oh, my God. And I immediately thought he just called most people stupid. I remember thinking that.
2: (laughs) He just said
0: most (laughs) people in the world are stupid. (laughs) Well, you know, you got to wonder,
2: though, with the same thing, it's like, whether it's Trump or Biden, do our leaders really represent us? I mean, how do the Russian people feel? Uh, that's what I'd, I'd be curious well, to see. I, yeah, like that's, to see. that's
0: the thing that's interesting about this whole thing is they are risking their lives. They're risking 15 years in prison protesting in Russia. I don't think there's one American that would do that. I don't think there's one. I know so I would. You don't get 15 years for overrunning the Capitol
2: <laughs> with a weapon, threatening to kill Congress people. <laughs> if
0: there was, if you got 15 years in prison for, yes, yeah, storming the the Capitol, I guarantee you all those like you know less than oh, those wonderful <laughs> people would. Uh, yeah. If you have, 15, I'm
2: sure there were good people on both sides, Bob. There probably <laughs> were,
0: but, <laughs> but think about it. Like they're still protesting in the face of not rubber bullets, Chuck, not rubber right. bullets.
2: There's so much
0: courage and there's so many outstanding people in, in Hong Kong, in Russia, in Ukraine, it tells us a lot about who, who gets to
2: climb the rungs to leadership. It, it's, it speaks volumes because of the system in place and how broken it is. Who is allowed to climb to that level
0: uh, uh, kind of worldwide? Like, it's just weird. Like, and I just wonder, like, I think uh, the Ukrainian president, Z- how do you say his name? Zelensky. Zelensky. I think he is a man meeting the moment. I don't think he ever thought he could be this strong of a leader. Would you guys like to hear uh, some junkie news? Yes, I would. What the fuck? junky news.
1: <laughs>
2: bop, ba, da, ba, bop, bop. Here's the story of some junkies. Junkie news.
1: <laughs> Actually, I have three pieces here that i think you might find interesting and this is um, uh okay so man completely amputates his own penis I've, during I've, canna- a friend of mine did that
0: i don't need to hear cannabis. that okay
1: so this is a man in thailand who, who who had stopped using cannabis for three months and he just he decided he went on a bender and he smoked
0: two grams of weed in two hits yeah. Uh, uh, There's but, a bunch of them. Look at Angel Dust and penis amputation. It's a big it's a big <laughs> trend. No, it's a big uh,
2: trend. When I type A in my computer, that's just what pops up. An- angel Dust and penis amputation. <laughs> <It
1: does. laughs> is what happened is he put like two grams in into a bong and he did the whole thing and then he put two more grams in and he did a whole nother thing and then he started having these psychotic episodes and he got an erection and that he couldn't get rid of and uh
0: i believe it it. i've seen it i know a
1: pair of scissors To cut, this. there's pictures of it. Oh, it's horrible. yeah, no. Was
0: he
2: wait? Was he talk? Was it? Was it like the Tommy Lee from the show where it was talking to him? I don't know. Oh, I, I if, no. if, if you haven't seen, if you haven't seen that piece of film, what an amazing thing they did! Tommy so Lee's penis you, talked to him in that so show.
1: If, if you think that weed, <laughs> if you think that weed cannot harm you, just 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 know that it can actually. You know, there was something in the weed. I, I just I, I know cannabis that induced, it's known as cannabis induced psychosis or he was
2: psychotic to begin with, because we know the THC exacerbates organic mental illness. Maybe the guy was a lunatic and that that just that struck the chord.
1: Well, he did have some he did have some sort of mental disorder also. Ch- yeah.
0: Chuck, can you Google? Right. Well, Mike, uh, you got your stuff up. Chuck, okay, Google wait. Google Angel Dust cutting off penis, and watch how much pops up. Oh, no, There's I'm a not, bunch I'm, of those, I know. I'm here's, a, here's another
1: one that I think you might find interesting is that uh, a guy injects magic mushrooms into his veins by making a tea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. F- and they started to grow in his blood. What? Yeah. Uh, the it, incident where he had type 1 Bollard, uh, bipolar disorder and he stopped taking uh, his medication and decided to self medicate with psilocybin. Right.
0: That all makes and, sense. Uh, I'm for that. I'm with you so far.
1: Right. And so he started microdosing and then he decided that he would brew a mushroom tea. Right? And because he was a former inter, you know, intravenous drug user, he decided, well, I'll, I'll shoot it up. It should be better, right? How many times have we done I'm that? Not gonna, Al- right? no, I, good
0: plan. I'm not going to say what musician I know, but he plays bass. Uh, that's one hint. That's the only <laughs> thing I'm going to say. Uh, uh, dissolved, 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 LSD, dissolved LSD in a spoon and shot it and said it was the most magical thing ever. I did that in Texas. You did it? I told you I did that in Texas. Yeah. with, with Okay, um, my uh, Chuck. Also, I know a guitar yes. player that did the same
2: thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> all right, somehow, so somehow here, when I was told, because it, 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 I'm told this story, it was one of the greatest experiences ever. Instant... Um, fucking euphoria within
1: within within two minutes within two minutes you're you're peaking, peaking. okay so <laughs> get this
0: chuck when i hear that old bobby forrest says well yeah with my luck it'll be a bad trip like in two minutes i'll be in a bad trip that'll last five hours no thank you yeah. <laughs> no thank you i'm good no. i'm good not shooting acid today i'm pretty good uh, I'll I'll, uh, yeah. I'll make it through the day not shooting acid. I'll just shoot this methamphetamine. How about that? Right,
2: because that right. that makes sense. Yeah, I, no, I get it. <laughs> I, I I'm glad no one introduced the thought to me because I probably would have done it like that.
0: No, I, but I can I think see that you can, that makes
2: you can sense. eat LSD. You can eat LSD and just be fine. I like I like. 12 to 16 to 24 hours of tripping. I like oh, I, I like the nice slow
0: go. You know, getting back to the junkie stories, I believe the guy was hallucinating and that's why he killed himself or cut his penis off. And it, w- it was either triggered by what was in the marijuana or the marijuana induced his psychosis. So he, killed, yeah. he cut you know, off his penis because he was psychotic. That is not what my acquaintance, this guy I know, I'm friends with his friend, he smoked angel dust and cut his penis off. There's a direct correlation from the ingestion of the drug and cutting his penis off. I don't know why, I don't know why you would think that. I mean, under any circumstances, <laughs> I don't know why. I just, I know that he was sitting in his house with his family and just went in the kitchen and got a knife and cut his dick off and threw it out the window. How wow, crazy is that?
2: Now, there's something you don't see every day. No, you <laughs> don't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so what's the, third, what's the third junkie news item, Mike? And then we'll uh, wrap it up. Here's it.
1: These two addicts, right? They're in this um, hotel, and this is, um, this is in India, I guess. How, and how, is, sniff- how are you
0: finding all these? Isn't there news? They're sni- they're is there sniffing? no drug okay, addiction so, in America that you can
1: talk about? Oh, there's plenty. But do and, do Florida man? This just happens to be <laughs> India, right?
0: The other so, one so was
1: India too. So they're drug addicts, right? And they're sniffing, or they're they're sniffing uh, and they don't have. They want to have sex, but they don't have a condom. So he makes a um, makes a condom with the glue right oh, he, <laughs> oh. and uh and they somehow like a mole like
0: a mole like a bla, uh, like plaster caster thing yeah that's they gonna, weren't, yeah they yeah because yeah. yeah. so it's g- gonna harden okay it's so gonna, they
1: discovered the man laying unconscious the following day in the shrubs near the apartment complex where he he ended up in the hospital and then he died and they, they're still trying to figure out whether he died from the overdose of the glue on the penis and whether, you know, they weren't stuck together or anything. But somehow <laughs> died.
0: he died from this glue on his. So let's just talk more close to home American uh, junkie stories. So a friend of mine broke into somebody's <laughs> house. Right. And there was a lot of booze there. I think it was in Palm Springs. There's a lot of booze there. And so he started drinking as he was kind of just going through the house, trying to find valuables. This was not me. This was a friend of mine. So, and he tells the story no, like he found this. Not me. He was he was kind of dope sick, but he's kind of tweaked on crack and and he broke into this house and he found some booze to come down from the crack, but he's still a little dope sick. He'd been up for a couple days. He starts drinking whatever, scotch on the rocks, because it's a b- fancy Palm Springs house. But he's going through the drawers trying to find where they hide the jewelry or whatever. And he's trying to, he's kind of, he's kind of just like taking over the house. Also just kind of having a few cocktails and kind of looking through trying to put stuff in a in a in a, in a pillowcase to take it yeah. take out right make it himself at and home and then he like gets a, a little people. tie tie chuck he gets a little tired oh
1: yeah he did baby need a nap he, he
0: well he didn't think he was gonna nap he thought he'd just lay down for a while the next just rest his eyes the <laughs> next thing he wakes up <laughs> how about this this is the greatest thing so it would be a good story if he woke up like a couple hours later, and the family came. He wakes up the next evening. So he robbed the house on like a Thursday night at like midnight or, or 2 o'clock in the morning. You know, he sees a house that's vacant because a lot of Palm Springs houses are vacation houses. So okay. he falls asleep probably like 4, 5 a.m. on Friday morning. He wakes up to the family coming to their vacation house at like five o'clock the next day. And nice. they're like, uh, what the fuck are you doing here? And he, you know, after you've crashed for 12 hours from a crack run, you don't have your, you're kind of foggy. You're kind of not awake. You're kind of, you're not like on tip top mental shape. So he says, what are you doing here? Who are you? He says, who are you? <laughs> and the answer. Just, you know how groggy you are after a say, understand he's on a two day Coke binge. He's a little dope sick. Doesn't have any money. He's going to break into a vacation rental, a a vacation house to steal some rare, you know, whatever he can to get some dope money. That was the intent. He falls asleep about four in the morning, five in the morning, wakes up to the family. He said it was like a husband and wife and like two kids (laughs) standing over him. Like, hey, excuse me, what are you doing here? <laughs> and he's like, who are you? And he said, and he ended up getting arrested, but he said, I think I could have just gotten up and walked out and not said anything. And I could have gotten away, but I was so confused and, and kind of like groggy and dope sick and exhausted and just waking up after this 12 hour sleep. That I he kind of engaged with them and he tried to make lies. Or t- uh, oh, I was here to uh, paint. I was supposed to be here to paint, and then nobody showed up. He came up with this. or he, did he wait <laughs> around yeah, for the police? He, he, I mean, he, he was, was just talking like, to like, yeah, and yeah, the see. husband went and called the police, and he's sitting there groggy, talking to the wife and the teenage son. Like, yeah, and he's still sitting on the couch. Like, hey, the, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, he deserves he to be arrested to just get, for stupidity. I guess yeah. you know. <laughs> Like that the had moment to be. You wake up so and see people ago. in their houses. Leave, just leave. Yeah,
1: just get the fuck out.
2: Is that the advice this week? If you've, when you see somebody, when someone comes home to the place you're burglarizing, <laughs> leave, leave. Right. Don't and engage so, in conversation. And, and
0: he was kind of like, he was like a guy like me. He was kind of like, he's a nice guy, and he just fucked up and came. I don't know. He had. So he had a car. And so he gets arrested and then his parents bail him out. And this and mom had to drive him to pick up his car. It was the house. The house. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I've told all my kids that drugs are bad. That, you know, that's why all these people are, you know, I tell Sydney even, you know, when I see a homeless person that's all fucked up and not mentally ill, but just like drinking drinking out of a brown paper bag, I say, Sydney, that person is hurting and that person drinks because they're so hurting. And that's what I do is I try to help help them stop drinking and start dealing with how uh, their hurt feelings. And she gets it. She's five. She's so going to be six. She gets it morality. Oh, no. oh, no, no. So, I'm just saying so that that's, what you need but to that's understand, part of the talk I was, is that, you know, wait, let me tell you what no? happened yesterday. I, Sydney doesn't know how to swim after having two seasons of fucking swim lessons. This country has gone to shit. You, you pay for two. <laughs> she, has <laughs> had, she has had 16 swimming lessons and still doesn't know how to swim because they put the puffy things on their things and they don't even have to learn how to swim. So yesterday in the pool, Elvis had her on his back and I wasn't there. And Chrissy had the baby in a, one of those knapsack harness things. And Elvis um, had her on his back and he forgot that she doesn't know how to swim. And so he dove to the bottom to like, you know, I guess scare her or whatever. And then he swam to the end, to the edge to come up. Right. And she sank to the bottom of the pool. This is yesterday. And she was down there for a while. And Chrissy was Jesus, screaming, right. and she couldn't take the baby out of the thing. Then the baby started crying. Can you imagine this scene? Sydney is on the bottom of the pool. Jesus. Elvis is doesn't realize what's happened. Chrissy's screaming, and the baby starts crying because she's screaming. And then oh, Elvis yeah. realizes, goes to the bottom of the pool, brings Sydney up. Right. To, to swimming is dangerous you know saying lsd or marijuana is dangerous i i dare to say it's not as dangerous as children and swimming pools right (laughs) children who don't know how to swim and swimming pools
2: right touche yeah and right no no, a lot of kids die every year from from swimming pools in backyards
0: yeah so but we don't we don't demonize swimming pools we say every kid needs to learn how to swim but the crazy thing is nobody's I don't, you know, I don't know if it's this Claremont or what they just You go to swim lessons, but you never learn how to swim. It's just like, it's crazy. (laughs) It's crazy. I went to Uh, daddy and me swim lessons with her. Then she had private swim lessons for eight sessions. Then she still didn't know how to swim. And, and, um, the, I think in 2020, summer of 2020, when things opened back up or 2021, whenever things opened back up, we did more swim lessons. She still doesn't know how to swim. Like, they're not yeah, teaching how, how to swim.
2: Ha- maybe, uh, maybe she'll want to learn how to swim now. <laughs> maybe she'll be motivated. <laughs> Two things. She may either never go near
0: the water again, or she may master. No, no, no. She was fine. I came home, and I dealt with everything. And I said, I went and sat on the couch with her, and everyone was upset. And I said, are you okay? And she said, I'm okay. And I said, were you scared? And she said, not really. And I, I said, why weren't you scared? And she said, I knew someone would come and get me. I was just holding my breath. This is she a is strange. She to hold her she's a strange little little human. Creature. Yeah, she really is. <laughs> but anyway, so so. All right. dr- no, we can't end now. You've got it going on, Mike. Oh, you, like cars. Cars are dangerous. Swimming pools are dangerous. You know, um, amusement parks are dangerous. Oh. Um, uh, public gatherings are dangerous schools are dangerous today in placentia california just 15 minutes from my house the vice principal of the school came in put a gun to his head and blew his head off at the high school school is dangerous no way school is dangerous going to you know a million things are dangerous So I just don't think we need to keep exaggerating the danger of marijuana and LSD. And I think we should accentuate the danger of pills that you you buy illicitly and heroin that's mixed with fentanyl and cocaine that's mixed with fentanyl. I think we should be honest with our kids. Like these are fucking really dangerous things. This is less dangerous. Now you can conclude as a 14-year-old little brat that I'm saying it's okay to take mar- smoke marijuana and take LSD. I'm not. I'm just telling you the reality of these drugs, right? Right. It's, it's true. Come here, it? yeah, I, you know, so I, that's why I posed the original question. What do we tell our kids about acid? I don't know yet, to be determined. But I'm certainly not going to say it's the same thing as prescription drugs. It's not. Okay. Right. Well, Mike, do you feel like you, have I convinced you? Of uh, anything? No, you haven't. No, you haven't convinced me.
1: And you know, it's
0: funny because Chuck,
1: <laughs> because Chuck, we've had this argument before, where you know you were talking about gateway drugs and how even marijuana is a gateway drug. You've you've had that argument with me before. you think- silent. You're remaining silent. No, I'm talking. Uh,
0: marijuana you know what you know what's a gateway to drug addiction being an being born in america it is the highest concentration of addiction in the world that that's the truth of it look at addiction rates across the globe it's nothing like america why is america so so consumed with addiction i
2: i I know why why lack of insight (laughs)
1: Lack of insight. That's it. I will. I will go with
0: that. Lack of insight. That is. I love you guys. Whether whether we
1: whether we agree or not, I love both. Man.
0: Oh, thank you. I I
2: think it's good to have discussion and not always agree. We 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 are showing America how to discuss and have different points of view and not having to call each other names or hate each other for thinking differently. Oh, wow. That's what needs to happen.
0: Um, I like it. I'll, tell you, I'll tell you the last thing. I knew this old AA guy, not Fred, that Mike has talked about, another older A guy, and he was an old beatnik, Charlie his name was, and he, he used to joke, you know, when I'm on my deathbed, I think I might drop some acid.
1: <laughs> there you go. I've considered, <laughs> I've considered going to New Mexico and taking um, peyote. I'm not, right. not, not like when you're dying. LSD, when you're dying uh, or just no, for no, fun? No, no. Just, <laughs> just as, just as you know, kind of a something that you know and i consider doing that in in sobriety i haven't done it yet but you know i I may do it at some point right right
0: all right good night you guys have a good night happy birthday to wiley happy birthday to you know shout out to everybody that still listens to this nonsense thank you happy birthday to you bob happy birthday to me yeah who somehow ended up having less time than
1: me I have no, I, I keep thinking like, how did that happen? Cause you came to intervene me with you and Anthony came over to my house to interview me. And yet I ended up with more time than you had um that's one of the miracles of uh, AA and drug addiction.
0: Well, I did have Ooh. almost a year. Then I used for five months and then whatever. So back, that's another thing. Back when I like had a year and a half, I would always say Chuck, well it's really like two and a half of the last three years. <laughs> <laughs> i like trying, trying to add that yeah. almost year. I think I had 11 months or 10 months that I had like 10 and a half months and trying to add that 10 and a half. I want to, I want to fucking move that 10 and a half up over across <laughs> the five months that I relapsed and used. Can I, can I reclaim that 10 and a half months uh, uh, and add no, it to the pile? So I was sober when I helped you. Then I used. you got sober and you have two more years than me, right? Uh, I believe.
1: Let me see if you're going to be 26. Yes, I have 29, so it's three. Whoa, oh, well,
0: I was sober another time Ooh. before that too. But <laughs> oh, yeah, well, that counts. <laughs> I was well, as we know, I went to 24 <laughs> rehab centers, so I was I was sober 24 times before I really got sober. Dang. But if there's
1: anything to learn from this, it doesn't matter how much time you have because we're still con- talking about considering using. <laughs> and and uh, I gotta tell you, we are.
2: But Sh- before I would discuss that, I felt like that was my dirty secret. It's just like, you know what? Maybe, just yeah maybe. You know, oh man, you know, just maybe. Yeah. What the if you, what if you, won't. this
0: is my, this is why I don't do it the same thing as the Hiawatha, whatever. Is my luck because if I did use acid, I would consider I'm not 26 years sober again. I, I really, I'm pretty, I'm pretty black and white about a few things. And that is absence from drugs. So if I did take acid or do Hiawatha or whatever, I would be saying, yeah, I'm not 26 years sober, but I want a new era of my life or whatever. And I've thought about that, but I just don't want to do it because with my luck, I'll do it and have a bad experience or even worse Chuck than a bad experience, a nothing experience. Like, yeah, ooh. well, whatever. I took, you know, I, I threw up. I fucking ran, ran, you know, sat in a fetal position. And But for the most part, it was like, whatever. I would hate I did it. Wrong. I would hate to, <laughs> I, did wrong. I, did wrong. I did it wrong. I should do it again. I, should, I would hate That's to morality, like yeah. do all the emotional I, fucking intellectual Vietnam it would take for me to do it. And then if I do <laughs> it, and it's, it's like emotional it's not Vietnam. really great and it's not <laughs> really bad. It's just like, ah, whatever. No, whatever.
2: (laughs) That was all for nothing. Fuck everything I ever believed in for nothing. Don't die, everybody. Good night, guys.